Hello and welcome to this week's Image Reviews. Every single week, Image Comics sends us review or their books early so that we can review them for you on time, day and date. So thank you to Image Comics for that. Of course, we are the Comics Pals. If you are not familiar with us, if this is your first time hanging out, make sure that you guys leave us a follow, a rating, or a review, wherever you're listening. If that happens to be YouTube, hit that subscribe button for free, like the video, share it with your friends, and hit that notification bell so you are made aware of when we drop new content. If you want reviews for Marvel Comics or DC or anything like that, make sure to check out our review show for those books, which drops every Thursday. And listen to our main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every Monday. We're talking about all the characters you love and all the places that you can find them. We're doing news and some pretty cool interviews. This week, we actually had Sal from Comic Pop on the show. If you are into that show, uh, the Comic Pop YouTube page, of course, uh, listen to our interview. We think it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about Spawn number 320 and Made in Korea number three. So we're going to start with Spawn. This is by Todd McFarlane, of course, with Carlo Barbary on art. Uh, Tom Orzachowski did the letters and J. David Ramos did the colors. Um, <laughs> I got to say right out the gate, boy, does this book look good. Yeah. 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 Really cool. It even super dynamic. It even looks like an evolved form of the original stuff. Sure. Okay. Like yeah. like like a natural progression, you know. Yeah, I think that um, we probably underestimate a how influential Todd McFarlane is on the modern artist, but also b how much of an honor it must be to get to work on this character with Todd. Mm -hmm. um, and clearly uh, Carlo brought their best work to this by far. Yeah. A game. Yeah. Um, everyone did on the art front. Like, damn, that first page just of Cygor's face. Yeah. Whoa. Really cool. My boy Cygor. What about him? He's fucking fan? awesome. He's yeah, a huge fan. Are you kidding me? Been He's following tremendous. him since since Spawn. I've been following this Cygor since Spawn seventy five. Wow! Look at who uh, went on Wikipedia today. Cygor <laughs> <laughs> um, is awesome. Cygor is right up my alley. As far as like a a, a gorilla that can talk. Hello, this is all I want. <laughs> It's pure, pure comics. Yeah, Nothing more absolutely. comics than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this issue is, is really just one long fight between Spawn and uh, this new character, the Soul Eater. Um, who, did you guys read three, 319 by chance? Yes, I did not. Yeah, so this is this is a direct follow-up to that issue where mm -hmm. uh, basically Cygor was captured. They were trying to lure Spawn out because they want to kill him to take him out of the picture for the war between heaven and hell that's mm -hmm. ramping up and um you know they're using cyborg as bait so um spawn of course is aware of this and he comes to where where this is happening at but what he didn't anticipate is this new player soul eater who has come to eat the soul of spawn but he forgot that spawn does not have a soul uh and so he was able to kick soul eater's ass um, without any hesitation whatsoever. Uh, this was quite a beating. Um, 
cool to see Spawn really like go in. And and by the way, Soul Eater, um, like a human, not necessarily, you know. I, I mean, he's just he's a human. He just has like a ton of tech, so he's not like, yeah. you know, totally un un a bit unable to defend himself. But yeah, a human. Hmm. I thought that was interesting that you know he they, they they make reference to it and and I'm assuming it's like in reference to some larger stuff as well because you know they're in the soul leaders in cahoots with like a large organization whoever it is it is trying to kill spawn so I I appreciated that they give you like hints in terms of you know there's more to this character in terms of the the machinations behind him mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting because I was like oh I, like. I, I would want to go back to figure out you know, what specifically prompted his need because usually um, in, in, in a story like this, you'll have to bring in the big guns and like, why were the big guns necessary? And I thought that was interesting to sort of lay it out. Hmm. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I, I really enjoy where this is going. This feels, the story feels like it's ramping towards something like you kind of mm-hmm. said. Um, and you know, this feels like it matters. It doesn't feel like we're in the middle of, you know, whatever random arc where at the end of it, mm-hmm. things will reset. This feels like a big deal. Um, and I'm, I'm into it. Like, I'm not going to front. I don't think that Todd McFarlane is, you know, like a, 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 an amazing writer. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, his style is very nineties. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this stuff is outdated and it feels like that. He constantly describes what's on the page. Oh, um, boy, does he. Yeah. But he's coming from a certain time. Yeah. And while that is certainly irritating and grating, um, <laughs> I, I found a lot to like here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me, but like I like Spawn and I always have for my entire life. Um, I like Cygore. I love the fact that there's this spawn universe thing happening now that feels fun and fresh for this character. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to accept the fact that the script is not the best. Listen, we're in a spawn Renaissance. It's a spawnissance. Yeah, let's do it. Well, just one thing. Uh, Soul eater is actually soul crusher. Soul crusher. I'm sorry. Soul eater is actually from uh, God of War. It's a a manga. Oh, there you go. So I got my, got my. I bet there. there's been a soul eater in Spawn. <laughs> I would, um, you know what? I would put money on that. To, to your point, Sean, the the script was the one thing that I think made it difficult for me to get into it. I felt like every time, like I, I, the the panels didn't breathe, the pages didn't breathe, and I felt like yeah. every time I, I was getting into like an action scene, I was slowed down a little bit by them. It, it felt like it could have been a much more. Uh, action-packed book if it wasn't for the captions pacing mm-hmm. sort of the way that you could read each of the individual panels um, I thought that was an interesting technique I don't know if it was effective for the action and maybe I'm used to like a s- different style for that um, so that was the one thing that made it a little difficult to like immediately dive into the action sequences um, yeah. and then and this is just getting picky but did you guys notice that at some point the lettering like included a very specific like yes. style? Like mm-hmm. at some point, I just pulled it up here, but um, this the word spawn, the S becomes cursive, and then the G in the next panel becomes cursive, and you don't see that again. But it wasn't set up in the beginning, and I, think I was I like, see that at some point, yeah, yeah. Some of the text is enlarged at random places. Uh, that was just me being picky, but 
uh, I, I it was it threw me off for a second. For me, that wasn't picky. That was like uh, obstructive. Like especially when you talk about the 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 boxes. Um, like I'm on a page right now where Spawn has that really cool spike bat, mm. and um, like on that page, the, the the words far beyond are just enormous. <laughs> and I want to be able to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like yeah it's I an wanna, awesome awesome page yeah it's super cool visually amazing i want to be able to appreciate that without a massive you know unne- like if it was necessary if he was if he was like raging but it's it's a it, it, you know it's it's a narration box right it's not even spawn's thoughts <laughs> yeah and, and that that speaks to something i had some trouble following with the with the narration boxes is some of it was spawn and some of it wasn't right. and i had a hard time like i i liked the the lettering i thought it was i you know i agree it's obstructive but it also sells it a little bit sure um so i didn't hate it but i would have liked to have been able to follow it you know in terms of who is doing the speaking uh because especially the first up to four pages right until you see spawn i was like who's saying this mm-hmm. and then it seemed like it was spawn and then it wasn't so uh yeah one thing i'm very happy to see hasn't gone out of style for todd mcfarlane are the uh the news pages oh is that a thing oh yeah oh, oh I was yeah say, i'm like i'm like this came out of nowhere those i thought were actively bad uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where that's been in the past 300 issues, but um, when issue 300 came out, I tried to do a big Spawn retroactive read through, and I read like three volumes of the Spawn uh, masterworks. And anyone who remembers that far back in our history will vividly recall listening to me short circuit trying to uh, describe it all. But every issue had those. Interesting. Were, were they like, were they functional? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they are saying something. You know, what context they have here, I guess it's that, you know, the earth is being affected by this war between heaven and hell, and we're starting to see it build up. Like, I think it builds tension, is what the you know, the, the, the mechanism is used for, um, in, you know, just like our news, uh, but the way it just interrupts the fight Mm -hmm. was so jarring. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. Um, I didn't like those, those, uh, those news pages at all. Um, there's only one is the thing. Or the news, I, I meant the news, like the news panel, you know, um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. And I felt like it was random and intrusive and mm-hmm. I just wasn't, I just wasn't into it. Like I, it just came out of nowhere and like, I'm not even sure what I got out of them. Like it's, <laughs> yep. it was whatever. Um, it's funny because uh, uh, Todd McFarlane talks about the way that he writes this book. And he said that if, if more real writers were to see 
the way that he like plots out the story for you know issues beyond just the one they would like lose their minds because he he has like an idea of where the story is going but each issue is kind of like fly by the seat of your pants in terms of how he's breaking them down and um that doesn't surprise me no. especially like when you read the last issue to this one like he's in a totally different situation from how that issue started the yep. start of that issue was a little bit random like it's all over the place but it's fun and i yep. like it like i'm into this right now and I, yeah. and the thing is like to to its strength like each issue even if it continues feels like its own little spawn story mm. okay. yeah yeah exactly so this is cool. I, I would love to continue to review Spawn. So if you guys are into this and you, you watch and you leave us comments and stuff, we will definitely continue to uh, to review this book because it's you know cool. What? It's fun. I, I was into it. Like I, I absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it was, I think it was enough where like, I'm like, Oh, okay. He has a variation here. And I think that that was interesting enough to, to want to keep going. Cause uh, if, if this is like a jumping on point, we can just kind of be like okay cool the next thing is going to deal with the aftermath of this i think that's a clean start also yeah yeah like i've been thinking about even going back and reading um uh from 300 on hmm. because i know that he fights the clown and hmm. i love the clown so i, I kind of want to see what happened there so i might even go back and and you know and uh read from 300 we'll see um but yeah this was cool uh, let's talk about Made in Korea, number three. This is by Jeremy Holt, uh, with art by George Shaw and letters by Adam Wallet. Um, this issue did not go the way that I thought it was going to go. How so? It? Yeah. Uh, I thought that the kids were going to like try to kill or mm. harm in some way uh, Jesse. I see. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't get that mm-hmm. well we, we talked did. about that last week that um that or not last week but last issue that we were worried for her that they would do that they would do harm to her i guess yeah i guess i was worried for this exact scenario yeah in that they're gonna use her and harm her sort of being you know uh, in the way that like it seems like they're gonna or have um, you know, robbed a bank and they're going to use her more than actively like physically harm her. Indoctrination to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quickly, it became apparent that they weren't looking to physically harm her. Um, and I mean, the cover kind of gives that away to an extent, but yeah. the way the second issue left me, I had mm. a lot of questions about her safety. Um, and <laughs> still do. <go> ahead. <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I just, I guess, I just meant in the in the immediate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this issue really took Jesse to a different place than I was expecting her to go. As far as like her even kind of rebelling against her parents, mm. um, this was this was a heavy one. I I felt like this was probably my favorite issue so far um, because it feels like Jesse became a teenager all of a sudden, even though clearly she hasn't. It's only been mm. days. Um, yeah. 
but it feels like she became a teenager and she's rebelling against her parents. And she's like, there's this whole world out here of people who feel differently of people who, you know, might even like me as a person. And unfortunately it's so sad to watch. She's too, I guess, naive about the world and the way that people are to realize that she's being used and played. Yeah. I think my, my biggest complaint is also my biggest praise Okay. Um, is I, I want more, especially from this issue. As I went through it, I was like, come on, give it to me. Yes. And I got to the end and it was like, that's it. It's done. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that's, that's a good thing. It certainly, you know, gets me to the next one, but it's also for me, it's just a little bit like, I, I, I want one extra step i think what do you mean i i this issue in particular i don't i don't feel like what happened was quite a clear enough step uh forward um, for for her or for the story? For the story. For what I want out of this issue, I guess. What do you want out of it? More. <laughs> you gotta I, like, be more clear than that. I now. mean, that's I mean, that's it. I you know, maybe it's more. You know, more of the actual act of them robbing the bank. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I, maybe I'm not quite seeing, you know, the, maybe, maybe it's not being paced out the way, you know, and, and I don't mean this in like a, a, a shitty way, but like, it's not being paced out the way I think it should be or the way like I would necessarily do it. And just like, I, it doesn't like, I feel, I feel I, I want a little more. You know, it needs maybe just like just a little more salt, that kind of I, thing. You know, I, I think of the had we seen the bank rob scene, I think that would have been interesting. Um, but I think for what we, for for this, I think it it worked functionally. I I, I thought in particular the the part where she hurts her arm mm-hmm. uh, makes a lot yeah. of sense to sort of solidify in the two boys that you know they that she needs to be incorporated even further into this yeah um and i i yeah i i like the the dynamic especially when you know like they, they bring out these like power gloves and she's like break these this like concrete and stuff i thought the the build-up to what was eventually going to happen was enough where the bank rob scene and um the bombs made sense so but i think to your point having shown those might have been a bit more uh might have gone better for some of the drama of the story Mm. um you know i i I so i have a couple of things to say because you do bring up an interesting point kale but um i think that part of it is due to jeremy's awareness that they don't have all day to tell this story yeah absolutely Um, and I think that if Jeremy knew that they had, say, like, let's just say, for example, you've got 12 issues to tell this story. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think at that point, we probably do see the bank robbery take place. Yeah, and sure. I don't know that the book is better for not seeing it, but I don't know that I feel it's worse either. I think that- Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think that uh, Jeremy is very focused on what is happening to Jesse and how Jesse's family, how her, how her parents are dealing with it and making that more important than, you know, the action part of it. And I get that. Yeah. Um, I definitely get that. And I don't think that that's a bad approach by any measure, but I would like to see how, how does Jesse feel about being in the position of robbing a bank? Like, is Jesse cool with that? Does Jesse have questions about that? Does that like, how does she feel about, you know, taking an action like that, that she probably has to know is not, not okay. Right. Like Jesse's pretty smart. She's well-read. Mm. Uh, so she, she's not stupid in that sense. She could be naive and not dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I am interested in that. Uh, but again, I, I, I'm cool with not seeing the bank robbery because we do get the focus on, you know, more like how, um, how her creator feels about what she just did. We get the juxtaposition with the phone call that now the parents know that she hasn't been going to school. Like this is falling apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let me be clear. That was just an example. I I don't know quite what it is. I would like to see, but you know, like I said, just like a, a little extra something in the soup that I feel like isn't quite there for me. Ooh, Kelly, you're a robot. Fuck. <laughs> I heard fucking then I guess second later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, the point you were making is that the book needs a little more something. I will for say me. this. Yeah. I, can, I can definitely see the argument that the book is pretty uh condensed it doesn't breathe Mm. that's fine i think that's a fair critique but i also feel you know not to speak for jeremy but again i feel like if that was if page counts and issues issue numbers were not a problem Mm -hmm. i think that we do we see all of that so yeah um fair criticism i definitely hear you out on that one i'm not clearly this this is my favorite issue yet so i'm not bothered by it um but i get it for sure i think to to what you said sean about like being able to dig into how jesse feels about it um i think that the issue would have benefited from that but i do think that what we got was just a continuation of her being naive but trusting of the people that she thinks are her friends and um, she's still in this sort of nascent period where as much as, you know, I should be following what, uh, what I think is right is, is what I think right is what I think is actually correct supersede what people and what I consider my friends to tell me to be right. And at this point, I don't think she's there quite yet. Right. So I, I, I saw, you know, her being complicit and maybe not feeling something as of right now, like I'm sure next issue we'll get sort of the reckoning of that from her parents, from whoever, um, police maybe. I, I, I think it uh, it works because um, we see that and we feel the frustration of her not being able to, to like make sense of, 
oh, this is a bad thing because it's objectively bad versus, well, my friends are saying we should do this because we're different and whatever. And, and, and I, I trust them and believe in them. And um, that is not a conflict yet. And I think I, I like that, 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 that is something that Jeremy continues to set up is that this will be the conflict is herself versus her friends versus her family and all of that coming out I probably explosively and next issue we might get like a little explosion as well yeah yeah uh definitely and and that's that's really what I'm here for is the you know those dynamics more than anything um and I think we get what we get served here is all strong in terms of furthering that story right like um Jesse's got questions her parents won't answer mm-hmm. you know and that's a place that I think probably all of us have been to, especially as teenagers, where we start to, you know, come more into ourselves and we're like, well, wait, why is this like this? Why do you do things I can't do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I appreciate Jeremy incorporating that into this story. We're, we're probably not going to see uh, Jesse grow into adulthood or anything like that because she's, you know, obviously a robot and stuff. This is... Jeremy taking us through the growing pains that this character will will go through on the road to hopefully a very long and happy uh, life. Although the way this story is going, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> um, I did want to touch on the the side angle of Je- of Jesse's creator, you know, persistent persisting and trying to you know take her back. Um, I don't really I don't really know about this part. Like I don't. It's, it hasn't really. I'm not invested in it. I don't know why I'm why I'm supposed to care quite yet about this character's journey and their mission to bring Jesse back. Yeah, yeah, it feels ancillary to Jesse's journey. Um, and at this point, like it should be the more interesting part because it's got to do with the corporate espionage and the you know mm-hmm. the the hacking and all that but it it's not quite on that level yet and that's not to say that it won't be but right right now it's not as interesting as it was in the first issue yeah even even last issue i also think it's very quick like he just like comes in they have a conversation and then dips out i feel like on the the total page count where this character is, is maybe like five and of those five they're talking in three or four pages mm. um I, I don't know what the payoff is yet but maybe that paid real estate could have been used to better effect if we're not getting what i think what, well, i don't even know what we're supposed to get out of it quite yet um right so i think that's that's one place where um we, we could that's one place where i feel like we could see more to your point, Gail, like that's a, that's a spot where there needs to be a bit more elaboration. Yeah. And especially, you know, considering Kale's critique that the book feels um, uh, like it's lacking a little something, a little, a little spice. Mm. Um, that's a place where like, you know, if though, if those if interactions weren't there, maybe you could get a little bit more. So right. um, those two like jerks that she's hanging around with though remind me a lot of uh harrison klebold 
uh, from uh, Columbine. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The two kids that did that. Uh, God, like, I really hope that Jesse doesn't fully go through with this school bombing. That's that's awful. Mm. Especially because I get the impression and the book hasn't explicitly stated this, I guess, but um, there's certainly been heavily hinted at that, that people can't have kids now, um, or at yeah. least that there's an issue with that. Yeah. So a school bombing where like a ton of kids die is oh. so much worse in a world like that. That's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, And not just a bombing, by the way, a shooting. They've got all types of ammunition. Yeah. These kids are ready. Um, but they look like the trench coat mafia, one hundred percent. Yep, they 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 totally look like that. Um, let's talk about the proxy story in this one. Uh, it's called Distance by uh, Yunju Han. I hope I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Um, they wrote and illustrated it. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you guys make of this one? A lot clearer than the last one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we had a fun interaction on twitter with that one you got you want to speak on that kill uh i think uh let's see if i remember correctly i i was close in my estimation as to what was going on but i didn't have i didn't quite have the full picture Mm -hmm. um and the the creator of of that um whose name i don't have do you guys i'm I'm playing up okay um they uh yeah they were really cool about it and they um uh they they said uh something to the effect of that's the best part of doing this is keeping people guessing and and trying to figure it out and working out the puzzle so i guess he was uh pretty impressed with uh with our deductive reasoning or mine specifically (laughs) yeah that was um ben cohen by the way yeah rat at Ben Comics. Um, I enjoyed this backup story. It was very, the art was very, uh, very nice. Clean, nice to look at. I enjoyed that. Mm. Um, and at least what I got out of the story, I really appreciated, which is the idea that these, um, these proxies, they don't have lineage. And mm. so that's a blessing and a curse. You know, when you don't have um a family history you don't have uh you know you don't have anything to root yourself in you can't say well my father was such and such and i want to be like that or my grandfather was this great man for this reason and i'm inspired by that you don't have that but you also don't have the baggage that Mm -hmm. comes with having you know let's say a, a grandfather who was abusive to your dad which he passes down onto you and you know that gives you a head case so now you're whatever you are um and those things aren't present for you so that's kind of an interesting perspective on the proxies um that you know i hadn't considered i've never considered it about robots so Mm. um i thought that was really cool is that what you guys got out of this as well yeah yeah so i think i took it more in line with the main story with jesse's story and in the fact of like you know at some point the creator will probably try to take her and 
you know, no matter what he put in her, she's still her own person. Mm. And it doesn't matter what he thinks or does or wanted to do. Now she is Jesse. Okay, that makes sense too. I see I definitely see how that ties in. Yeah, for me for me, uh it pretty much hit home to what you said, Sean. Um, and I think in particular, like when you have parents whose families differ in drastic ways um like on on my like on my on my dad's side right we're a very tight-knit unit um we have my on my grandparents and they have family where they associate with and then family that we don't associate with um and so uh when it comes to you know lineage it's within the the framework of the people that we know back in Ecuador and, and the people that we interact with and engage with. And that's a piece of history. And um, for like, assuming that you know, this proxy is as nascent as Jesse, or let's say they're even like a little bit older, let's say mm. um, it's hard to contextualize what that means, because if you're not shown a certain portion because uh, you've been told that it's bad, well, then you're going to take it as uh, sort of uh, as to opposing opinions of you can only either accept the fact that you have this heritage or that you don't and you have to figure out and and you know it for me it took me a, a while to you know be able to say that you know i'll associate with x number of people or with whoever i feel like i will choose to uh, allow myself to engage with where this proxy was faced with that dichotomy of do you do you have answers ancestors or do you not um so it definitely hit home especially the the last piece where uh the dolls get dropped and you know uh, representative of the grandfather and the grandmother mm-hmm. like they were left outside where presumably this proxy is left to has left them outside of the framework that they're going to build for their, for their life and they decided to go back in alone and work through um uh, and make that ancestry starting at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I thought that was, that was a good story. And, and I definitely like um, how Kale tied that into the the larger story at play mm-hmm. in Made in Korea. This was another hit for me. This was yeah, my book definitely. of the week for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm loving this story. Um, I'm Jeremy Holt. <laughs> Jeremy Holt is doing a great job. Uh, George Shaw also. Uh, we didn't really touch on the art too much. I think this book is, it's simple visually. It's visually very simple, but it's consistently good. Like what, yeah. what is being done, what George is doing is great looking. It fits the tone that Jeremy has set. Um, and it, you know, and there are moments that are, that are cool. And like the, the, in particular, Jesse pulling out that, you know, that uh, piece of shrapnel from mm-hmm. her arm and we see the machine parts underneath, like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that that made me feel all kinds of things. Like on one hand, it's like kind of creepy. On the other hand, it's like, damn, I feel bad for Jesse because she's probably never seen herself that way before. Um, and that's gotta be weird. You think you're a girl, you know, uh, but you're a robot. And how do you deal with that? Um, and, and obviously she knows that she's a proxy, but like, there's one thing to be told it and then another thing to be confronted with it like that. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, George really hammered that home with that close up. 
you know uh so yeah on uh on the art end i really like the design that uh just the design work that gets introduced um something that caught my attention on, on page 19 uh the stairs the the staircase and particularly the staircase handles um they're all in line super clean they like there's just this design focus that he comes at it with, with mm-hmm. um, the the handles coming down in part when you come up from the second floor, then they become a single piece to go in line with the floor that you're on. Then they continue down onto the floor underneath. Mm. I, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. That's really clean. Mm. Um, and then on page 21, the the holographic sort of light that gets projected uh, for the time, which is 1145, it gets cut off mm. by the... Um, by the headboard. the backboard of the bed yeah the yep. head the and i'm like oh that's very that's a lot of attention to detail because there's also a very thin shadow where you would be seeing from that additional light there's just a lot of attention in the book that i thought was really impressive and it's those things that like you know you can like you can look past all that and the book is still like good and clean and solid from a visual perspective but if you're paying attention it's that much better. Yeah. And, you know, George doesn't have to be flashy to make his mark um, or make their mark. I'm not sure um, on this title from a visual perspective. So definitely hats off to George. I'm really into this. I can't wait to see where this goes. I'm very worried for Jesse in this (laughs) next issue. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely into it. Are you guys into it though? Write in and let us know your thoughts about both of these books or if there's anything that we're not reviewing from Image that you think we should be. Uh, We're very open to reading whatever Image sends our way and whatever you guys want us to check out. So before you dip, hit that follow button, subscribe to us for free on YouTube, like the video, share it with your friends, Hit the notification bell so that you can be made aware of when we drop new content. All of that stuff is free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. And make sure that you tune in to our main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday. We're talking about the news of the industry. We're doing interviews and uh, gushing about the characters that we love. So, uh, by the way, if you leave comments in any of our videos... Uh, make sure to listen to the main show because that's where we respond to the comments. So if you've left a comment and you're wondering what we thought about it, listen to the main show uh, and you will hear our responses. And we, we, we have yeah. timestamps on it. So like you can just click right in if you really just want to like fi- figure out what we had to respond. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you want to hit straight into, like it's one of the first things we do every week, but if you want to hit straight into the comments, uh, listen up, almost assuredly our response to your comment will be there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care, guys. See you next week.